Welcome, friends, to Hi, My Name is Mom. Oh my gosh, I feel like a substitute teacher taking this lead mic today. Don't worry, Corey's still here, Kayla's still here. We all just realized that we fell into some really comfortable roles within our little trio. And with Corey leaving for a couple weeks to soak in that new mama bliss, Kayla and I are like, ah, what do we do? I feel like I'm on a date and my dad is watching. Oh, I am watching. <laughs> <laughs> I feel the same exact way, Jen. Um, I'm a little terrified because like we are such an awesome little team, but like Corey ring leads these like episodes every week and we have like some big shoes to fill. With yeah, I them. know. <laughs> hey. I, feel like, I feel like we're having to like prove ourselves all over again in the yeah, whole Yeah, we're auditioning. <laughs> we're auditioning for Corey. Guys, I'll let you know after my maternity leave if you get to stay or go. <laughs> We are wives, entrepreneurs, entertainers, executives, and at the end of the day, we are all moms, all at the same time and never in the same order. <laughs> this is Hi, My Name is Mom, a podcast about motherhood. Here are your hosts, Jen, Corey, and Kayla. You guys are so funny. I think what we've kind of realized is that ultimately we want everyone to be capable of doing everything. I'm actually excited to be a listener for a few weeks. I can't <laughs> oh, wait. Oh boy. Okay, so when this episode airs, it will be the day our daughter welcomes us, unless she decides to have other plans and oh, what's come her early or something. Yeah, what's her name? Uh, oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, what's her name? What oh my gosh, <laughs> when this comes out, we're gonna know her name then. <gasps> oh, that's right. Hey, <laughs> score. That's right. Yeah, so I, uh, I'm i actually, I'm so ready. I get up to pee about 100 times a night. Having a two-year-old and trying to get up and down with him, I left my ring light downstairs when I came up to record, and having to go all the way back downstairs and get it felt like I was going to boot camp. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, so I am getting through the I'm getting through this week. I think I'm still nesting a little bit. Um and just getting laundry done and I don't know. I can't believe it's like the past couple weeks have gone so slowly and now it's like almost time to go have her. Oh, it's so exciting. It is so exciting. And also speaking of your new role coming up as a mama of 3, today we decided to jump on and talk about roles within our own marriages and who does what who pays the bills, who does the chores, the housework, the yard work, who does the childcare, the cooking, the shopping, the planning and prep of all the stuff that goes into raising a family. Yeah, I think it's the perfect topic because number one, we're shifting roles around within the podcast. And then I, I feel like this whole year has shifted roles a little bit. And then our we each kind of have had our own individual experience with who does what at the house. <laughs> Yeah, I feel like, Jen, you probably have more perspective on this topic than Kayla and I, and probably most people because I don't know if people know this about Jen's family. I think we've touched on it before, but when Jen and her husband Adrian became parents, pretty quickly, Jen became the full-time working parent while her husband had a situation that meant he was full-time childcare, and it was that way for years, but now they've done a complete 180 where Jen is full-time caregiver. I mean, not that her husband isn't very hands-on, but what we mean by that is it's the person who is most responsible for most of the kids' stuff on a day-to-day -day basis. It's true. I mean, it's, and it's, it is interesting. I, 
I think for me, I always wanted to be a stay-at-home mom. You know, like when I kind of envisioned my life later on, I knew I wanted a career, but I also wanted to be home with my kids. And those two things, at least right now in our country, like very infrequently coexist well. You know, it's like you can either be a career woman or you can be a, a, a very hands-on parent. And because I had had kids kind of later in life, my career was already pretty established. And for me, I knew it was going to be hard to take time off and just really soak in being a parent each time, right? So I knew I would have to kind of dive in at least digitally pretty quickly. Um, And right about the time we had our first kid, when I got Ava settled in daycare, Adrian got laid off. And all of a sudden it was like decision time, right? I'm like, okay, if you're home and you're looking for a job, you could be the caregiver for Ava, right? Like we don't have to have her in daycare. We don't have to have a nanny. Like that seems obvious to me. He was in a very niche field too. So there were very few job opportunities and we knew like it would probably be a couple months before something opened up for him. And so he started a blog about being a dad and it was in the right space at the right time, this micro genre that really got him a lot of attention. And we just fell into this rhythm. I went to work. He stayed home and built a Lego city on our dining room table. <laughs> he sort of parented Ava. No, I'm kidding. He really parented Ava. But he he took over, right? And he did those things. It was kind of hard to watch in, in all honesty. You know, in my head, I'm thinking this is better than a nanny, right? Because at least it's it's her dad. It's my husband doing this stuff instead of someone that I've hired to help parent. Not that there's anything wrong with that at all because we've done all of those things. But in my head, I'm thinking, all right, this, this, this works, you know, he would like go out and take her to the park and to get, you know, frozen yogurt and do all these things that I really wanted to be doing. And he would send me these wonderful pictures and he thought he was being just so incredibly like loving to me by keeping me inclusive. Yes. But really it made me like, oh, oh, on the inside, I was cringy because I had dealt with the guilt of not being present all the time, but I had not even thought about the envy that I would feel about not being able to be there. Does that make sense? Oh, like, yeah. Those two things are totally different and people don't really think about them. Like for us, it worked for us in so many ways because Adrian is a Renaissance man. I mean, he is. He did the grocery shopping and he loved it. He did the meal prepping and, you know, he's such he's an a, amazing cook. He's it's an amazing crazy. cook. Yeah. He would do like quote unquote gardening. You know, he would do the home projects. He did the preschool drop offs and he was the one that the school called when the kids were sick. And all of that was wonderful, but it was also very hard for me as a mom, right? I don't think, you know, it, it drives me nuts when people give working moms a hard time because. Sometimes that is out of necessity. Yeah, and, it is. And I do think that as women, we get that guilt more intensely than men. I think it's hormonal. Yeah. And it may, maybe I have no idea exactly where that comes from, but I feel guilt on a level and in a way that Ty doesn't. And I, I totally get where you're coming from. And so it was a necessity for you guys. And it, it was. Yeah, it did but work. I, and it's like it were hard. That would be so hard. Yeah. And it's one of those things where like I spent so many years investing in my career that I didn't want to just stop it. So I knew that I had to kind of half and half. I had to be like a consultant and a freelance producer and I had to be able to do these things in order to stay home. But we finally, finally decided with our last baby that I was going to have that experience. I was going to have that chance. I wanted to be home with her. And we truly worked our asses off to make it happen. We kind of like willed it into existence. I think Ty and I helped manifest that too. You we did. Like, we you to did. Nashville. <laughs> yeah. Well, that moving to Nashville and all that stuff has been wonderful, right? But 
truly COVID threw a wrench into all of it because it's been a really interesting balance because now all the home stuff is me and my responsibility, the kids stuff during the day is my responsibility, but we're both home. (laughs) That's hard. Oh my gosh. It drives me crazy. You know, so I've, I've done both and there are parts that I love of both. And I am very lucky because Adrian is awesome at doing a lot of the dad stuff. He's like a cook. He's not a good, he's not a good cleaner, but he's a great straightener. We'll talk about that later. I promise. Um, and he's great at like home improvements and yard stuff and all of that. So I, I do feel like he in a little a bit. house with a zip line for goodness sake. Yes. Yes. It's very true. It's very true. We might have to post some photos. So all of that has been great. And, and I feel like in that sense, I've gotten to experience both worlds really fully. Um, and Adrian and I, our roles have shifted a lot through both of them. But I'm I'm curious a little bit because obviously Evie's our fourth. Kayla, how has it been for you? You've like always done it all. And now you have Loxley. Have things changed? Are they the same? What's the what's like the balance between you and Jonathan? Well, um, I will get this out of the way. Hi, I'm Kayla and I'm an enabler. <laughs> I said it. I admitted it. I have enabled my husband for years. (laughs) So, okay. I'm an enabler, but you guys need to realize we've been together for 12 years. 12 years is a long time to be together without having a child. And so Jonathan was my child um, in many ways. (laughs) In fact, I think I should charge his mother for babysitting fees. Um, (laughs) No, so... Um, to answer your first question, the shift and the change that has happened since we brought Loxley home is crazy because prior to having kids, um, I was working full time, but also like Susie homemaker, um, his breakfasts were made for him. I juice him fresh juices every day to take to CrossFit. I would make his coffee, dinners on the table, and I'm still working and making half of our income, yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> if not more. And, so, and Jonathan was, um, he always kind of did the man stuff around the house. I mean, he carried a hammer around. I don't know how much was actually done, but no, I'm just <laughs> randomly. No, but it it's crazy because part of the reason he fell in love with me was because I was so domesticated and living in Southern California, he found that unique, I guess. Um, and in just the sense that I was meal prepping for him when we first started dating. And he loved the fact that at 21, I was like wanting to settle down and it's like this relationship is full service. This is yeah, oh yeah. He was and like as soon as I hit 30, I swear something changed where I was no longer a pushover. And it, we, you guys I was listen, there for that. <laughs> yes. You can listen to our uh, episode with Kristen Brust and we'll talk about boundaries in that one. But I will say that there is something about when, when I got pregnant, everything changed and he had to start making his own coffee because I didn't feel well. And I was on bed rest and he had to start making his own breakfast, which Corey, you'll be proud of me. We buy the egg white delight breakfast sandwiches. I don't even make them. He throws them in the microwave and that's it. That so is a up. major, major all shift. It, it, you know, it's, it's huge. I don't have to get him ready for work every day. <laughs> <laughs> Would you pick his clothes? Yeah, out? I he, oh, he does his own laundry now. His job is to clean the kitchen, which is huge. 
and he vacuums every day because dogs. And so I feel like the roles haven't really changed, but they've just been adjusted to more equal status. <laughs> I, I'm a nurturer. I will always be a nurturer and I'm okay with doing more. I mean, I try to nurture you guys, Corey, every time I'm at your house, I'm like, what can I make you? What can I bring you? <laughs> she literally called me a couple weeks ago and she goes, what day do you just have a lot of housework that you need done? Because I'll come over and I'll I did. <laughs> I might be crazy for not taking her up on how often yeah, you are. <laughs> and she's That's crazy. honestly, I've said this before, but anyone who has you as a friend is incredibly lucky because you're so thoughtful and nurturing. And Aww. I always tell her, no, no. When you come over, we'll order takeout or we'll Jen chill. got a massage when I was at her house last week. That doesn't surprise me. Oh my me God. She did. Yeah. She massaged the heck out of my neck. I well, was she's like- a Renaissance woman too. There's nothing she can't do. She's literally good at everything. And so, yeah, you'll be like, oh, man, this uh, this skirt ripped. And she's like, I'll sew that up for you real quick. I mean, it's literally <laughs> she can't do. She, she's like, and, and, and while I'm sewing your skirt up, would you like some fresh baked yeast bread? Yes. I can squeeze <laughs> some fresh juice for you. Um, see, she loves that. She thrives on that. I and do. So I, think for you, I saw you try to find that balance between keeping that side of you that loves to do that and also not letting yourself enable so much that you're taken advantage of, not just by John, but by anyone for that matter. And it's interesting for me because we're such close friends, but in that regard, we could not be more different. I mean, (laughs) I am like the least domesticated person. Thank God my husband is here for all of it. And he actually will tell me, like if I have made food and I just make some extra and just happen to put some on a plate, he's like, you didn't have to do that for me to this day. You didn't have to make me food. And I'm like, well, I made some for me and I just put some on a plate for you. Like, not even anything I would get credit for. Wait, I want to interject because I've wanted to scold Ty before. And then I'm like, not my rolls, not my house. And be like, just eat the food. Your woman made you food. (laughs) And the truth is, I don't care. It doesn't hurt my feelings. I do. (laughs) I'm like, sweet. He didn't eat it. That's leftovers for me tomorrow. That's literally how we roll. But we were older when we met and, you know, we were both in our early 30s and very independent and used to like, like taking care of our own stuff. I mean, I started dating a man who, you know, he was used to doing his own laundry since he was 18 years old, taking care of himself, everything. And so it was almost like it was almost like we were both so independent that I would have to be like, okay, fine. I guess I'll let you help me with that extremely heavy thing. Fine. Okay. Um, and so we, I don't know how much of that is just who I am. I've never been a girl who's just like doting all over a guy. Um, I've always been somebody who enjoys being nurturing. I think I'm a very nurturing mother and a very hands-on mom. Um, but I am also the mom, and I've said this before, where I'm like, oh, my God, they have to eat three times a day every day. (laughs) (laughs) I know. I wish someone had told us this. Yeah. It's so much work. And I have friends and my sister who, you know, who will go like, oh, they they have fun forming a menu for the week and then putting it together and cooking's relaxing or gardening or whatever the case may be. Nope. That's not – I'd rather be, like, sitting down with a guitar or – I just I, I find joy in different things. And fortunately, that aligns with what works for my husband. I think a lot of times within relationships, you kind of fall into natural roles. And then when you have kids, it all sort of shifts because there's this whole other person and eventually people perhaps that need to be taken care of. But the way that Ty and I have always done it is like 
when you see what needs to be done, you do it and you just handle it. And you kind of do that based on who has what going on. And that mostly works for us. But what that's meant for me sometimes, because his at this point is really the job that, you know, supports our lifestyle. And he used to have a radio show that he would get up so early in the morning that just by nature of the job, a lot of that domestic stuff fell on me. And then when the pandemic happened and we have a kid at home in virtual school and I really started to be like, I don't want to be resentful because I always want to take on the things that need to be done in our family that I'm capable of taking on. But sometimes that's meant that I'm taking on all the crap that I don't like. When you're a stay-at-home mom or a working-from-home mom, you both, you and your partner both have a full-time job during the day, right? It's like you get off at five, he gets off at five. You get off at six, he gets off at six. But after that, you both have to really like partner up and do it. You know, you have to tackle it as a team because otherwise the mom is working full-time, 24-7, never gets a break. And it's just, it's not fair. So it is really nice when dads recognize that and they're like, well, I'm really tired. I worked all day. And you're like, I worked all day too. You know, it's like, so now we share. Yeah, I think it mostly works. I mean, there was a time earlier this year when our schedules shifted a lot. And I remember Ty going, wait, what do you put in Sebastian's lunch? And I was like, oh my God, what? Because he's not, I know that I, I've heard of some parents where it's like one leaves a list for the other, right? And we've never been like that. So it was so funny to me that I was like, I don't like, <laughs> put peanut butter in there, but like, you know, it was just such a funny, funny conversation. So for us, it's like it mostly works, but then here and there we run into hiccups where just expectations aren't necessarily met. So I guess that kind of begs the question, this is how we're doing it. How well is that actually working for each of you guys? We did not used to be balanced at all. And I think that was one of the reasons why we had so many issues in our marriage previously. Um, But I will say that, and I just said this, but getting pregnant was the best thing that ever happened to our relationship. Um, And I really think that's to credit for the fact that Jonathan had to take care of me. And he was never forced to take care of me before. He probably didn't need know that you even needed to be taken care well, of. Well, I will say, and you guys might know this sometimes as being my friend, I'm a really hard person to help. I don't like getting help. I don't ever ask for help. I have pride issues with wanting to do it all and do it all on my own. And those are my own demons that I need to work out. But I, so getting pregnant, it really, it forced me to be humble and sit back. And I think it's not even that he struggled with taking care of me. I think a lot of it was the enabling thing where I didn't really give him a chance to take care of me. Yeah. And he totally stepped up and it was awesome. And it made me feel more loved. It just was like the perfect solution to some of our issues, you know, like my ego piped down, he had to step up, you know, all of a sudden we're communicating, he's doing more. And, and it was really this beautiful kind of balance that shifted out our relationship. Um, he far exceeds my expectations with Loxley. He just adores her and he's super hands-on Um, he doesn't do as much of the dirty work as I do, but I feel like I'm pretty traditional in that and I'm okay with that. It works. What for do us. you, what do you consider dirty work with Loxley? I was, you know, <laughs> like I was diapers. Just tell- 
I was just, no, I was just telling Jen this on the phone. Like, I feel like he gets home and I present to him this like fed child, this Mm -hmm. changed child, this child that might just need a few snuggles for a nap. Or I, sometimes I feel like he gets the easy part where he just gets to like, enjoy the snuggles and the laughs. I'm like, that one's crazy. Can you please take them? (laughs) And yeah, so I feel like I get like the dirty stuff. I get the meltdowns and then I get the guilt that I feel frustrated because some she's at that age right now where I don't always know what she wants. And so I feel like I'm dealing with the dirty part, you know, (laughs) the the meltdowns, the the laundry, the cleaning her bedroom, the vacuum, the dog hair off of her toys and just all of that. And then he just comes home and is like, oh, I get to play with my super cute child. It's kind of like Donna Reedish of you. It's like. 1950s. Oh, I'm very, (laughs) I'm very, I'm very 1950s. But at the same time, like Jen, what you said is I, you feel like you're constantly spinning your wheels and working 24 seven. I don't really feel like I ever get a break. I, if I'm not watching Loxley, I'm working because I'm trying to, and I feel like I'm failing at work, but if something has to give right now, it's kind of been my work. I think there's still things that need to get adjusted. I'm not okay with the fact that he's at CrossFit for two hours a day because I don't get two hours a day to myself. He says in his defense that he's old and he needs 30 minutes to warm up and 30 minutes to cool down. Otherwise, he'll pull a muscle. What is he like sitting in the sauna for half an hour? I mean, I have no idea, but I really think he just goes and like that's his social hour. But I don't get two hours a day to just chill. I'm, I'm lucky if I get to do like 45 minutes on the sweat app. You know, I was going to say, I don't think you get two hours a week by yourself. I don't know. My, my vacation was meeting you at home goods last week. That was awesome. You guys. And to Corey's point, you should all have a friend like Kayla because she brought me Prosecco to home goods. Who does that? And then Jen taunted me that if I lived closer to them, I (laughs) this is true. This is true. How was the transition with you guys? I mean, if it had been a normal year it might have been totally different. But with COVID, like everything's sort of like thrown to the wind, right? But now that I'm doing his job and he's doing my job and we've almost completely switched, except that he's home all day long, he's sitting back and like critiquing my performance as a stay-at-home parent. He's giving me notes. He's like, I didn't do it that way. And I'm like, good thing you married someone who knows better. Because like, can you imagine? Like, can, I can't even fathom if Jonathan started staying home and he was like, hmm, you know, it's like, but someone's doing it. It's like they have their own way and it works. Okay. So I'm going to interject real quick because that is exactly how Jonathan is when it comes to, um, putting Loxley to sleep. Mm-hmm. I nursed her to sleep the first six months. And then when my Christmas season happened and I needed, I needed to stay up and work late and he would go to bed with her and, and like rock her to sleep. All of a sudden, as soon as I got done with like my, my huge holiday season, he was like, oh, let me do it. I can put her to bed. And he knew more than me. And it cracked me up. I'm like, are you kidding me? All of a sudden, it's like they do it once or twice and they have it. I, I, I don't also know. I think there's like a beauty in that, though. Like Ty has his own way of doing things. And like sometimes it works yeah. when my way doesn't. So it's true. I think it's, it's actually important to give them that win, too, because as dads, like he does, he can't nurse her. And Ty has said to me before that there is something kind of gratifying about not having such like a trick up your sleeve all of the time as a dad. <laughs> and it's kind of true because really like if you're nursing, the boob fixes everything. It does. It fixes yeah. crying. It fixes boo-boos. It fixes meltdowns. It fixes like insomnia. It fixes 
everything. And Mm -hmm. so dads have to figure out alternative ways. So when they do, I think it's important to be like, I couldn't have done it like that. I had to whip out a boob. You know? That's a very valid point. The boob is a fix-all. It's, it solves every problem. So that's, that's true. Like, I do give them credit for being able to do those things. You know, I feel like Ty and I have what I would consider a shared system, but even that backfires sometimes. Because like I said, sometimes I think he's going to unload the dishwasher and he thinks I'm going to do it. And then it's like we're playing chicken. I think there's something to what you guys have gone through, Jen, because... If you switch roles for even a few hours, you all of a sudden have this new appreciation for what the other one is doing. Absolutely. It's so crazy. And I feel like if I was in his shoes and I was working the hours he's working and then immediately jumping into hardcore dadding, I would feel like. You'd want to break. Yeah. Yeah. But you also want to break because you've been home all day. Even if you've been working all day, you've been surrounded by the circus all day long. So clearly there is no room in 2021 for a one-sided relationship. The pandemic has affected all the roles. And some research is showing it's causing a regression in the family system model, potentially taking it back decades. Kayla, I know you can speak to this. I absolutely love a little bit of it taking it back decades um, because me personally, I'm very traditional. I love home. I can't do it. I love that too. I'm so proud of you. <laughs> I I mean, I'm going to say it. Like, I love the mom being home. As much as I loved being this working, like, woman and everything, I, there's nothing that I could trade for getting to stay home with Loxley right now while Jonathan is our primary financial supporter. Corey's cringing over there. <laughs> I mean, it, I, it's making it sound like I don't love being with my kids. I do. You do. And I'm really oh, grateful. Oh, no, 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 no. When I speak for being okay with it going back a few decades, that is my personality. I am not saying that like- It's also not you wanting to give up your, your businesses or your entrepreneurship or your- Correct. I will say, because I'm also at a point where- um, you, you know, I'm, I'm making changes and where I'm going to get help because I, I think that I can be an awesome mom, part-time stay at home mom, but also keep running my companies. And I don't have any plans of stopping working full-time either. So, but I, there's just a little bit where a piece of me is where I like the idea of being in an apron when my husband comes home, which I know a lot of people are going to cringe, <laughs> but here's the thing. If I can be in an apron and like have my, this beautiful home and like my kids fed and happy and everything, but I can still be having my, my six figure side hustle. Heck yes. Yes. I'm with you on that one. <laughs> Researchers from Boston Consulting Group, which surveyed more than 3,000 people in the U.S. and in Europe, found that working women currently spend an average of 15 hours a week more on unpaid domestic labor than men. Hmm. That's I like think two more like 30 days. I think it's more like 30. Um, and, <laughs> in Australia, provisional results of the survey by the University of Melbourne suggest that households with children, parents are putting in an extra six hours a day of care and supervision with women taking on more than two thirds of the extra time. So that's like an extra four hours a day. I of, agree with of that. work like with kids with, because I agree with that. That's John goes to bed and then I stay up and finish the laundry. Mm. Yep. That's interesting because that's the exact opposite of how it is in my house. 
Do you know that like when Adrian and I, when he started working from home and I was also working from home, but I was taking on more of a parenting role. Um, what I told him was he's a, okay. So he's a straight up straightener. He is the guy that you want. If you're having company over, he will do like a five minute cleanup and it's become very public knowledge that at the end of my workday, when I was due home after like being gone for 12 hours, he would spend five minutes of his day power cleaning the downstairs, right? He didn't touch it all day long. He just did the five minute cleanup. So I don't get that opportunity. I have to stay on everything all day long to make sure that it's like up to par, right? It's not, it's not quite fair, but we decided very early on, he's going to do dishes, all the dishes, all the dishes, no matter who does the cooking. And we probably split that 50, 50, but he does all the dishes and I will do everything else. I will clean the bathrooms. I will mop the floors. I will clean the banisters and the stairs. I will vacuum the rugs. I will wash the laundry, fold it, put it away. But you are doing all the dishes. And honestly, that has been the best decision we ever made, at least from my perspective. He might think differently. Oh my gosh. We're on the same boat. Jonathan does dishes. I, I put them away because he doesn't put them away correctly. So I put them away, but he <laughs> cleans the dishes and he vacuums. Or you gave me a hard time about calling you controlling on last week. <laughs> but I am. No, I laugh about you it, but that. I am. You own that. I, I am. I have issues. I'm messed up. You know, it with Ty and I now, so if you're if you ever see on the uh teasers, the little studio I'm in, it's where I work. And it's one of the reasons I feel the way I do about the kids, because I am a mostly work at home mom. Mm-hmm. And so what that's meant is anytime I have new kids who are not in school yet, or we have kids out because of a pandemic, I mean, everyone's working from home now. But like, I was the one who was even in those early years of having Radley the first three years, I had him home with me while I was working. And then for my own sanity, I had to get out of the house and go I go co-write or or work, do voiceover, like whatever it is outside of the home, that became time that was really, really important because of the reasons we were talking about, because there's no time that you're off work. Um, And so one of my favorite things now, though, even though it's a it's a juggle. So Ty is really using the studio all day for the most part. And I have to squeeze in for 15 minutes here or there, which is tricky. But what is fun is that I I might have touched on this before, but when he used to wake up at 3 a.m. and leave the house and then come home in the afternoon, my my sort of routine was when he was already in bed after I I would put the kids to bed and he'd already be in bed and I would clean the whole house. Well, he'd wake up when it was still dark outside, walk straight out to the car not have to walk through the house. He'd never see the house. Exactly. He'd never see the house clean. And so then, you know, you wake up with everything reset. And throughout the day, when you have kids, I'm doing the morning routine, I'm doing the after school routine, and it becomes chaos again. So by the time he comes home in the afternoon, it's complete chaos again. And then he goes to bed before he sees it picked up. So in his mind, I was just never spending time picking up after the kids. Not that he minded doing that, but he was doing a lot of it, I think, I don't know if he would admit this, but maybe a little passive aggressively, like cleaning up the house. And, and then I would be like, wait, you're not giving me any credit. And he's like, well, I've, I never see it. And so now he really sees that. So, and now we really share, 
honestly, one of the big changes was his his job schedule changed a lot. So he now we now trade off who does who does what in the morning and he's home now all day. Not that that's ideal, but the responsibilities are much more shared and especially being pregnant that is helpful. We've already established there's no such thing as balance. There's always going to be hiccups in whatever plan you create. And I think we have to let go of the idea that we can do it perfectly. You mean we can't control the situation? That's exactly what I mean, (laughs) Kayla. That's right. I'm cringing. I'm cringing. (laughs) But I think there are probably ways, and that might be individual to each uh, person and their partner, but I think it's probably valuable to kind of talk about what might help. You know, something that I was super against my whole pregnancy that I've just realized it has to happen is we're going to hire a nanny uh, part-time during the week to help out. Would it make you feel better if you just call her a babysitter? Yes. <laughs> Probably. Yeah, Does something like, about nanny make you feel I, like something someone's more involved? It's not even or, or like a mother's babysitter. helper. A mother's you helper. You know, it, it's the fact that, it, like I said earlier, I have a hard time getting help. And it's the fact that any type of help, give her whatever name you want, it's it bothers me. Well, that's it's, Kayla. It's a combination of getting help and giving up control. So we're we're gonna hire help, and that's um it's for mental health, it's just to kind of keep us having a nice family relationship where we can actually have enjoyable hours together and not just productive hours together. And right now I don't feel like we have a ton of quality hours. I feel like every moment is something productive that has to happen and we're just constantly in the switch off mode. Mm -hmm. So hiring help is something huge we have to do, but I'm feeling really guilty about that. And I've cried about that quite a bit, just knowing that I can't do it all. Well, I, if I can put your mind at ease a little bit, well, I don't know if this will put your mind at ease, but we've had a couple really awful nannies and we've had a couple amazing women who have been truly like members of our family that our kids are very close to, that we stay very much in touch with. And you can find someone who will be a real asset to you and to Loxley. I mean, and obviously to John as well, but to you and Loxley <laughs> most of the time. And you'll feel so good. You'll you'll be like, wait, I can't believe I really stressed about this the way I'm stressing about it because this person is just adding value. Well, uh, what you said a second ago, Kayla, really spoke to me about the quality time mm-hmm. because I feel like that's a big thing that Ty and I have to find balance on because we really are both driven to the point of almost always taking on too much. So like, for instance, we had a moment of downtime yesterday evening and Ty decided to hang a new chandelier from our 15 foot ceiling. And thank God, I mean, he's very capable, but because we both see what should be done and we just do it, that means a lot of times we're just revolving around each other. And it's like so task oriented that then I'll be like, I love that you're putting the kids to bed every night and that you're spending all this extra time doing this, this, and this, but like, just come lay in bed with me and like, let's binge watch something. Let's get this baby out. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh. I can barely just stand up out of bed right now, guys. But I think it takes a psychological toll more than even a physical toll when you are a primary caretaker of kids, because there's like the tiniest little things that have to be done every single day for things to be in order and things to work. And then right now we're adding like virtual school. I mean, I know you're going through this, Jen, with like the number of logins and different websites and like different pieces of homework from different teachers. 
that alone is a mountain of work. And then just when you have kids around, there's this underlying thing of are they safe? Are they are they taken care of? Are they are their minds being stimulated? And you really can't ever turn that off. And so I think for us, we really have to communicate more than is our instinct. Because like we were completely spontaneous and would just like not plan ahead for anything when we first met. And the more you have a family, the more you have to do that. And it's almost like another level of that here where I need to be able to go, here's the things that need to be done. Ty, will you do this? Because he's more than happy to do that if he knows what he's supposed to do. And I know what I'm supposed to do. Um, So I feel like that's where we can find a little more balance is maybe communicating about what needs to be done and who's going to do it more than we do. Um, And then I know Jen, I feel like you're good at getting your kids involved and having them do, you know, their set chores. And we're just kind of scratching the surface of that with Radley. Um, So what are you like, how much do you have your kids helping out with the balance of household stuff? I have them help out with, with a lot, actually. I think it's part of their responsibility as being a part You've of You've actually family. gotten crap for that on I, my Yeah. Yeah, I've gotten a lot of criticism for giving our kids chores. And, and to me, they're just basic chores. Like, you are responsible for making your bed and opening your blinds and feeding your animals and picking up your clothes and putting your clothes away after I wash them and fold them, right? So I, they're just basic things to me that any child can do. Evelyn puts her own pajamas in her pajama bin. She knows how to do it. And she should. She should understand that being a part of a family means you have things you have to help do. But I mean, all of those things kind of aside, it's just setting expectations for what works in your house, you know? Um, I've recently started as a consequence for bad, like repetitive bad behavior, giving my kids extra chores. And I have found that to be very, very good at keeping them kind of on track the way that I want their behavior to be. I don't know. I've found that for me, it's most calm those couple hours that Adrian's out of the house and, and he doesn't add chaos to the house at all. It's just that I almost have this moment where I'm like, okay, if I need to work on a script, I can work on a script. If I need to give notes on a cut, I can give notes on a cut. Whatever it is that I need to be doing, I can do without fear of like him in his office listening. Not that he is, but I like think he is. Um, and, and that's kind of crazy. And just sort of to the point you were making earlier, Kayla, Adrian, I go to bed early with Evie because I nurse her to sleep still. And so Adrian stays up and he has his own time. He's like watching Netflix and eating cookies and drinking milk, you know, <laughs> outside, having his own little time by himself. And I'm going to bed. With baby. So we've kind of figured out how he does the dishes, finishes up putting the house back together, and I'm putting the, the baby to bed, right? So I don't know. We all kind of have our things. It all it all seems to work, but it's because we push each other to really be responsible and active and present partners. Because I think it's really easy for a guy to just be like, that's your job. And that is not, not. Well, you know. That- most men don't clean as much as Adrian cleans. Straightens. He straightens. He doesn't clean. That's I'm like sorry. So, the funny thing is knowing Adrian, that's the funniest thing to come out of his mouth because he is such an equal partner and he yep. does so much. Like yeah. there's no question about that. So it's just so hilarious to me. I'm going to give him so much crap for that. Oh I'm going to find a way to slide it into like every conversation I have with him from now on. You have to because I was like – you know, yes, a lot of guys, you know, probably don't pull their weight, but a lot of guys, you know, definitely do. And then some. And so yeah. why are you now comparing yourself to guys that 
aren't doing that because you spent your whole life building yourself up to that, you know? Women aren't going around and being like, my husband vacuums, does yours? It's Uh, not, like, we don't talk about it. That's like like foreplay. I mean, I I would love that. (laughs) I actually do want to point something out, and that is that even though we were kind of talking about the potential regression of the family model, I actually think there are more hands-on dads than ever before and I know tons of dads who do so much and I my husband gets so mad when someone says the like that he's babysitting that is so offensive Mm -hmm. to him because he's like these are my children and I actually think that we also have to give credit for um for like regardless of if there's some role shifting because of the pandemic like I mean I really do feel like we are so lucky to to live at a time when I mean, as much as you say you're you love like the 1950s role, I mean, I see John, you know, being very hands on with Loxley and you're like, here you go. Like when we're oh, 100%. And there's no question that he could just jump in and and be her caretaker as much as needed. Um, I say that very lightheartedly. Oh, I know. (laughs) Well, I have a question for you guys as we wrap up here. And I just think this is fun to know. And I'm personally curious. So. What is your thing that you really don't mind doing at the house? I would say your favorite household thing. And what's your least favorite? Okay, so mine is I love cooking. You guys know. I don't cook as much because Adrian is such a great cook. But I cook probably three nights a week. I love it. My least favorite is folding laundry. But I got a really great tip from a friend that, you know how you hire high school babysitters? Hire the high schoolers in your neighborhood to fold your laundry. You pay them like 10 bucks an hour. They're done in two hours every week. And you have folded laundry. Do you know what Adrian's most and least favorite things in the house are? I think he hates doing dishes, but he does them every night. Um, I because will tell you. he gets them off the hook for everything else. Probably. I will say, I think if you asked him, his favorite thing is making the bed. Although we have like 17 pillows on our bed. I think he likes it because it's, he could see it accomplished. Uh, wait, if you, if you're including like gardening, yard work and stuff like that, that's his favorite thing to do hands down. But if you're not including the, the outside stuff, I think making the bed, he does it before I can get to it. Interesting. Ooh. What about uh, you, Kayla? Um, I, I don't know. I love it all so much. I love food prep. I, I love on Sundays or Mondays making like five different dishes and prepping them and putting them in their little containers so that literally John just grabs a lunch, grabs a dinner, like, and we're just like set for the week. I love doing that. Um, if I had, if I had to pick something, uh, least favorite, I'm with you, Jen, laundry. I hate laundry. It is, it it is my kryptonite. My laundry room is disgusting. It's never clean. There's always laundry piled up in my house. Um, yeah, that's terrible. And then for John, this is really funny, but um, he is the litter box guy because we have two cats, <laughs> and he would probably hate. If he could pick one thing he hated, I know it's doing the litter box um, every week. And I would say love um probably just like man stuff around the house like light bulbs are changed like the, or the like, handyman yeah he's like he loves doing that kind of stuff and he just told me the other day that because I you guys know I do interior design and I'm constantly ordering furniture or switching things out he said he loves assembling furniture because it's like adult Legos for him oh yeah <laughs> and I've never heard of that but um Corey what about you I know you don't like the housework stuff. 
Yeah, I mean, it's hard. I'm hard pressed to figure out things that I like. I, <laughs> I do love, I love just like time with my kids, obviously. So, but that I think any of us would say, Unfortunately, Ty and I's least favorite thing is the same thing. Oh, no. And it's unloading the dishwasher. Like, I don't mind loading it, but unloading it. um, And we actually had that conversation just recently as we were prepping for this um, for this podcast. But the thing I don't mind doing is folding certain things. So all the kid clothes are such a pain in the butt because they always come off of their body inside out. They're small, so they don't stay folded as well. But weirdly, I don't mind folding Ty's clothes because the T-shirts are bigger and the jeans or like towels. And I like things folded just so. And so or like pairing up socks. That stuff, the the baby stuff's the hardest. Yeah, it's true. And the towels are great. Like the hand towels, bath Mm -hmm. towels. But the weird thing is that Ty doesn't mind folding either because, I mean, it's not really super surprising because we kind of share a brain a little bit. So he doesn't mind folding laundry either. And he'll just put on a show and dump everything on the bed and fold it. So we just need to figure out maybe our second least and most favorite things and make sure the other one's doing that. I can't wait to hear that. (laughs) Yeah. What's your second most favorite thing to do at the house? Thank you guys so much for listening. This was a super fun episode. We love hearing from you. Let us know how you navigate the roles in your household. And you can reach out to us on Hi, My Name is Mom Official on Instagram and Facebook. And coming up next week, we have the incredible Lucy Riles guest hosting. Mom of three, founder of Life of Mom. She is joining me and Kayla for the first episode without our Corey. And I'll be, um, you know, I would say like giving birth. I'll be just, you know, getting cut open. You're going to have major surgery. Let's not, let's not lie. Yeah, no, but I, um, I will be, uh, I will be snuggling baby girl. So. <laughs> and I will be Yay. listening to the podcast. I'll be like, let me hear what my girls are doing this week. Yay. Will you also, text us her name before you like tell anybody else? I'm sure I'll be texting you guys what's happening. I mean, I hope Ty's a better texter to... than John. I know. Yes. I was just going to say, yes. yeah, I'm, I'm going to make sure that, uh, you're being, kept in the loop. <laughs> it's not going to be like a blackout for two days. No, no <laughs> progress. Not at, all. not at all. Hey, thank you guys for listening. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to be right there with you listening to the girls these next few weeks. Um, and I can't wait to hear. So um, yeah, thanks for listening and we'll see you next week. <laughs> Bye. Bye guys. Your name is mom.